Welcome to the S. McGrath Podcast, where I talk about what it means to live a Christian life as a divorced single mom in my 40s, and how hanging out with the right people can help you become who God created you to be. My name is Esme, and I will be your host. And if you're ready to have a good day, grab a cup of coffee, and let's hang out. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Esme Graph Podcast. I am so excited that you're listening today. I know that many of you guys do not know who I am and what I'm all about, so I want to start the first season by telling you all about me, who I am, what I do, and what I believe. Let me say that I want every episode to feel as if it's just you and me having a conversation over coffee at our favorite place, just getting to know each other because that is what you do with your friends. We connect with people by sharing our stories, by telling who we are and just getting to know each other. And I want every episode to feel just like that. So about me. I am the little kid who did not grow up with her parents. My parents divorced when I was little, so I grew up with my grandparents. I am the teenager who joined the army right after high school and served for six years. To tell you about me is to talk about marriage. I was married for almost 12 years before I got divorced, so I will be talking about divorce later on in this season. I am a mom, and motherhood is one of the best things in my life. I have two wonderful and amazing children who are the joy of my days. To tell you about me is to talk about relationships. Friendships, dating, marriage, relationship with your kids, the good, the fun, the bad, everything in between. To tell you about me is to talk about my calling what I'm doing, and what I believe in my heart God has called me to do and how I can use my gift and talents to advance His kingdom. To tell you about me is to talk about how God can redeem any story and any situation and how God can help you not just survive, but to thrive after the heartbreak of a hard season and become something fruitful for the future. When I first got divorced, I wanted to see other women who had also gotten divorced but were ahead of me, three, five years ahead. I I didn't really care. I just wanted to see someone who had made it, who was already on the other side. And I didn't find anyone like that. I want to be able to connect with people who may have a similar story to mine and are looking for just that, someone who is just a little bit ahead of them to give them hope for the future and to inspire them. So whatever difficult season you may find yourself in, whether it's divorce or parenting or friendships or loneliness, I want to say to you, it's not over. Listen to me. It is not over over. You still have so much more ahead of you, and this is not DN. Today, I want to talk to you about my faith. Faith is one of those things that it is always coming up in conversations with people, and I cannot talk about faith without talking about one of my most favorite stories in the Bible, and that is the story of Abraham and Isaac. And if you're not familiar with the story, well, let me tell you, in Genesis chapter 22, God tells Abraham 
to go get his son, his only son, and offer him as a sacrifice. But God is so intentional that even when he is asking Abraham to do something really hard, he also tells Abraham, your son, the one you love. And to me, that is God saying, Abraham, I know how much he means to you. I know how you feel. So even though God is asking him to do something really, really hard, he is also telling him, I know how you feel. I know your heart. And I feel that that is just so amazing how God shows his character, even when he is asking something really, really hard. I love that Abraham doesn't make up any excuses. He doesn't try to argue his case with God. He just takes action. God tells Abraham the exact location to where he's supposed to go and build an altar to offer his son as a sacrifice. And the very next day, Abraham gets up, gets everything ready, takes two of his helpers and Isaac and heads out. It takes three days to get there. And this whole time, Abraham doesn't tell anyone anything. And I can tell you that I don't know how he did it because there is no way that I can keep a secret that big from someone for three days. But he did. He doesn't say anything. And when he is almost there, when he can see the mountain, he tells his helpers to stay back. And he continues just with Isaac. They get to the mountain. They get to the place where they're supposed to build the altar. And at some point, Isaac is asking him, okay, so we have everything for the altar, but we don't have the actual offering. Like, what's going on here? And Abraham tells him, God will provide. He doesn't say anything else. And and I'm thinking, at this point, like... I would be thinking that something is it's going down. <laughs> but Isaac is, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't question Abraham either. He just continues to do what his dad is asking him to do. When the altar is all done, Abraham places Isaac on the altar. And I don't know what kind of kids you have, but my kids, there is no way that I would have put one of my kids on the altar and they were not going to ask me questions or move or anything like that. But Isaac doesn't. He doesn't question anything. He lays there. And it's in that moment that God intervenes and he sends an angel to, to tell Abraham that he doesn't have to do anything. Abraham was so willing to do anything and everything that God requested of him. Abraham didn't hold anything back. Friends, I want to have faith like that. I want to have the kind of faith that doesn't hold anything back from God. I want to have the kind of faith that that doesn't give room for the enemy to make me doubt. I want to have the kind of faith that doesn't give any room for questions. I want to have the kind of faith that doesn't make me wonder if God really loves me or if God, it's really who he says he is. See, I believe that Abraham was only able to do that because he had figured out something that we all need to figure out. Hebrews eleven nineteen says that Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. 
See, now it all makes sense. Now it makes sense to why Abraham was so willing. Because he knew. He knew that when Isaac did die, God had the power to bring him back to life. He trusted that God was who he says he is. It was Abraham's faith that made it possible. Not his logic, not statistics, because Abraham didn't go back to research and see how many people God had brought back from the dead up until that point. He didn't care. He didn't ask anyone for their opinion. Abraham had his own faith in God. See, Abraham counted Isaac as resurrected not as dead. And that made all the difference. Abraham was able to do what he did because he knew God's character. He knew that God was faithful. And he can only know that because he had a relationship with him. He was able to trust God because he had a relationship with God. Friends, we can only trust people that we know. What do we do when the world, when doctors, when statistics, when people, when maybe our own family tells us that something is impossible. What do we do then? Well, I can tell you three things that I do in those moments. One is that I know that my faith has to be my faith. I have to be the one who believes. I have to be the one who knows God. I have to be the one who has a relationship with God. No one can believe for me. Two, whatever it is that I'm struggling with, whatever it is that I am doubting, I take it to God. I don't take it to my friends first. I take it to God. I don't try to figure it out. I take it to God. Because God knows me. God knows everything about me. God knows everything about everything. So it only makes sense that I will take it to God first. That I go have a conversation with God regarding whatever it is that I'm struggling with. And three, whatever I take to God... I also pray that I have an open heart to receive God's will. Whatever it is, I pray that I'm able to do and to receive what God wants for me. Because it makes no sense that I would ask someone for advice if I am not willing to do what they're telling me to do. So if I take something to God, I also pray that I have the heart to do what He calls me to do. I can tell you from experience, the faith is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do as a Christian. Faith, it's hard. Faith is problematic. But faith is also very fulfilling because nothing in the world can give us the peace and joy that we find when we trust God. Nothing in this world can give us the comfort that we can have knowing that God is who He says He is and that He will do what He has spoken. Having faith in a God who knows you is hard because we know what we've done. Having faith in a God who loves you, it's hard because we know that sometimes we are hard to love. Having faith in God does not make anything easy, but it makes it possible. And it starts with us. It starts with you personally. You have to be the one who believes And you have to be the one who has a relationship with God. So there you have it. To tell you about me is to talk about faith. Now let me ask you, what is God calling you to do that requires that kind of faith? Friends, I hope you will join me for the next episode. Remember, a new episode is released every first Tuesday of the month. 
Don't forget to celebrate and be thankful for the people you have in your life. Make sure you tell them you love them and how much you appreciate them. Have a happy November and a happy Thanksgiving. Later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. My hope and prayer is that you will be inspired to make changes in your life, to become a better person, and have a relationship with God. Remember, you have one life, one reason, and one story. Go live life differently.